and welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. It's Tracy. New episodes air every Monday on Apple, iHeart, Spotify. And then we also have some additional video clips on YouTube for you. And you can see some episode teasers, see upcoming guests and everything else in between on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving. Now, I'm really humbled to have this guest with me here today. You guys, I'm sure if you're from the Boston area, have been affected, impacted, saddened, um, probably a lot of different emotions by lots of things that are going on. But in particular, um, one of the events recently in Duxbury, I talked about it a couple weeks ago with Alyssa, and it is something that's really personal and special to me, and it's something that I think deserves a lot of awareness and attention, and what we can do is start by having the conversation. My guest today has done a heck of a lot more than that, and I'm really privileged that she's agreed to be here. You guys may have seen her, especially my South Shore folks, all around with the hope signs during the thick of COVID for our first responders and for healthcare workers. It is um, Rustic Marlin, her company. It is Melanie O'Neill. I am so excited for you guys to meet her, so allow me to welcome her to the show. Melanie, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share the story and continue to raise awareness. And this is a great forum to do that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I want to get into all of the amazing things that you are doing now and sort of how those two overlap and, and correlate. But I, I always sort of follow the same format with the show. So I want to start with some fun questions, keep things a little light, hear about you and how Rustic Marlin originally and then we'll we'll go into all it is that you're doing today. So first and foremost, where were you born and raised? I was born in Everett, Mass. So okay. I am a, definitely a city girl and I, I still it. have that Boston accent. So. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I can hear it. If you don't mind saying, how old are you? 45. I love it. <laughs> I don't I have, have that 30 flirty. I'm like, oh no, goodness. But here I, I am. Listen. <laughs> As, as soon as I get to 40, I'm going to say 40 is the new 30. So it really doesn't matter. So you're really just giving me something to be to aspire to. So love I it. love that. And relationship status? I am married to Brian, who is the co-founder of my We're Together 24-7. Oh. <laughs> What do you think they, they often say, you know, sometimes not to go into business with either a friend or a spouse? Have there been little spats in, in, in um, the process for you guys? It's very interesting. <laughs> so challenge. anybody that's like ever hung a photo in their house and just one big photo on a wall, um, it's like that 24-7. So it's definitely has its challenges, but we have very unique skill sets, which makes us a great team. So usually our 
our differences come together for something really exciting. And make you stronger. I love that. And then my my last sort of fun, oh, actually, air, um, your zodiac sign. I almost forgot. I'm a Gemini, and I am a Gemini through and through. Oh, good. So you know. you you. Some people will say, I know I'm a Gemini, but I don't know what that means. So you feel like you relate to the Gemini I do. description. Totally, because it's Perfect. about the twins and two different personalities and... That is me. You got to have a little bit of both, you know, keep people on their toes. Work hard, play hard, I guess. Yes, yes. Okay. And then my last fun question for you is when you were younger, do you remember what it is that you wanted to be when you quote unquote grew up? A dentist. Really? Yes. Yes. What about being a dentist was appealing to you? Well... I think when I went to the dentist, I just went for cleanings and it was fun and you got yeah. you got prize from the treasure chest and that's what I associated it with. And then one day my dad was like, well, look in my mouth and see what you think. And I was like, yeah, I need a different career path. <laughs> yeah, scratch that. Well, you must have had no cavities because most people don't have a pleasant experience there. As a child, I did not have any Good cavities. Good for you. So it was a fun place. <laughs> So uh, I want people to hear your story and how the idea of Rustic Marlin came to be. So why don't you start out by telling us what you were doing work-wise and how the idea came to you and when you and your husband decided this was something you really wanted to create and get into. Sure. So... My background is operations and marketing, and I spent the majority of the beginning of my career at Reebok, which was amazing, and then I worked for three or four different small businesses, and I used to say that I wanted to sort of run the business and have the owner live on a yacht so I could be in charge of everything, but without having my house and my life on the line. That was a kind of a dream that I had, and... When we were getting married, we also had bought this crazy fixer-upper house, and we made a few signs for our wedding, which many people do. So at the time, we just thought we were making signs for our wedding with leftover wood we had. They definitely had a unique look, and we went on our honeymoon and came back, and we had requests for signs. And it was crazy. Other people at the wedding had seen the signs and wanted to know if we would make them signs. Wow. Again, we just started making signs for fun, and we laughed because the first two signs we made took over a month to make. Um, So we just started making them. It was a weekend hobby. We were big DIYers. We would do all kinds of fun things. And I don't think there was ever really a decision. It just completely snowballed from there, and here we are today. (laughs) No, No looking back. We sort of didn't really have time to plan it we were just normal people with normal jobs getting married in love making some signs for fun and it just happened that is incredible so really I mean this chose you you were just doing this for fun it wasn't ever an intention to be your your full-time career path Totally. Even when it first started, we were just making them for still thinking it was for fun. And even at the beginning, we we would sell a few at a farmer's market. We thought this is great. We can go out to dinner again, a hobby. It was something that we did together. You could meet a lot of people. I would buy a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) It was it was so pleasant. And it just um, kept happening. I think for us, one of the pivotal points is Chronicle found us and they wanted to feature us when we were still out of our house and very small. And that was a huge turning point for us. That show really helped 
get our name on the map and people still recognize us. From, the, from the Chronicle segment? Wow. From the Chronicle segment. I, people have amazing memories. I will be somewhere even, and they'll say, were you the person from Chronicle? Well, you know what? When people see good people, they remember that. And you definitely have that energy and everything that you do and exemplify just reiterates that. So those are the type of people we remember and we keep top of mind. You made very positive impressions on them. I'm curious... You say, remember the name. Where does the name Rustic Marlin come from? Very good question. So Rustic describes the pro product, especially at the very beginning. It was very, very rustic. We've evolved a little bit on some of the designs based on style trends, but that is the description of our product, which was an easy one. And then we went through a lot of names. We used to use our car rides, and we still do to really brainstorm a lot of car rides. We had many different names. Uh, my husband is a fisherman, but he mostly catches stripers. It was <laughs> didn't seem right to say rustic, rustic striper. striper. <laughs> so we went through a lot of options, and it just stuck. So rustic Marlin is it. I love it. Very coastal, very New England. So when exactly, what year was it when you guys made this your full-time business? Brian probably went full-time in 2013, and maybe I was a year later. A big pivotal pivotal moment is when we moved from our house. We sold a million dollars in, in a year out of our house, and it was just there was no room left. The neighbors loved us. Everything was amazing, but we just had too many people and too much going on. We moved to a true facility in Hanover, Massachusetts, so that was a really big point feeling like I didn't have people in my personal house yes. and everywhere because my kitchen was their break room and it was very everywhere so it was um huge I should share some photos from the beginning <laughs> with you it was crazy so that was a, a big moment for us wow I mean, what an accomplishment to be able to take a step back and, and look at where you started and where you are then and say, you know, we've really done this. And there, you are so involved in the community as a business, but there's something to be said about having some sort of balance. So I'm sure you don't. Having people in your kitchen versus being, you know, a, a presence in the community are, are two different things. So I'm glad you were able to move on. On to that next step. So it was always a joint venture for the two of you, but he took the initial first leap and then you followed a year after. Is that right? Something like that. I think he's probably more of a risk taker than I am, but it was at the beginning, I would wake up in the morning and work for a few hours. Then I would go to my real job and then I would come home and work all night and we worked every weekend and every day I had off was only to work on Rustic Marlin and we would go to trade shows and I would look at other couples that had businesses and say, how did you make the leap? Because it is scary for both of you to be full time and so many, you know, health insurance and just making sure money's coming in. And right. I think we just did it. The business needed both of us and we just jumped. Our parents are probably still uh, cringing. And I think the way you described it is something we ask ourselves all the time. Like, did we make it? And when do we say that we made it? I think we're still a small business. And I think that we wish that we could do more than we 
sometimes can. I think our hearts sometimes are bigger than our wallets, but we love really being in the South Shore and having the strong community that we have. And it is true that sometimes I think we're always focusing on our next goal that we never really take the time to stop and look back. I'm trying to get better at that and trying to talk to my team about getting better at that. Let's celebrate our wins instead of always focusing on the next big project. I That's music to my ears. You are so right. We do not do that enough. We're our own worst critics. Rather than pointing out the bajillion amazing, incredible things that we've accomplished, we fixate on, oh, I made that one mistake. I remember when I was a server, I used to have like a really successful night. All my customers were happy. And then I'd get home and I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot to bring table two the ketchup. And I would just get so mad about that. Just like little things, right? So that is, I'm glad you're setting the example that we need to stop that and focus on the positive and give yourself some credit because it takes a lot of work and you deserve it. Thank you. No, I still focus on the ketchup too. So <laughs> it is, it's easier said than done, but we do need to recognize our, all of us. And I still fixate on the one mistake and that's probably part of being female too. I focus on one thing I said wrong and it just eats at me forever. And mm -hmm. I'll bring something up to my husband. He's like, I don't know, that was hours ago. And he moves on from things that I think are huge problems. And he's like, just doesn't even think about it again. And I think I try to learn from that. And it's, it's hard because you want everybody to like you, but you're also there to run a business and you right. have to think of the greater interest of everything. So it's, it's such a catch 22. It really is. So what, responsibilities do both of you focus on? You said you kind of have your separate strengths. So are you more marketing design creative and he's more back end logistics? How do you guys divvy up the responsibilities? We're probably a different breed. Brian focuses on big picture things and I focus on all the details. So I really know what needs to happen by what deadline. I know all the details. He comes up with these dreams and visions, but I'm the one that can execute and project manage and things like that. He definitely is the creative visionary person and I'm maybe more operational than he is. Okay. So it's definitely, um, for us, it works. For other people, it's a little confusing because it's not just one of us isn't in marketing and one of us is focused. He does mostly spearhead the manufacturing department and things like that, but we definitely both know what's going on and we just automatically know and our team sort of knows too who can focus on what. We try to get better with sort of having clarity, but being such a small business, so many of the team Wears different hats too, so yeah. it's a it's a it's good. It works. It works for us. So I like that structure to be honest with you, because sometimes it does feel so disconnected. Like, oh, that's not my department. It's nice that you guys do share some different responsibilities within the same spaces of the company, and not having it totally um, compartmentalized in in a way. You know? Yeah. Nice. No, th there's definitely advantages to that, and disadvantages to that for sure too. <laughs> I think it's also people picture our days and I think because of Facebook and the world that it's in, I think 
um, people picture us sitting together and having our coffee and then having lunch and taking photos. And it's so funny that people don't realize all the work that goes into one photo and we barely get him into the photo for a half <laughs> of a smile and he leaves. So it is amazing that, you know, we have to all remember what's on the other side and what goes into just like when somebody shows a baby photo or a dog photo, the 5,000 to get to right. the one and the team that is behind every success and it is amazing it's so true so let's talk about that where you guys when you guys first started and you know doing things out of your house to now how has the business changed how many employees are you at and you know you have this new space what's the biggest differences from the origination versus now I would say when we started taking off at the beginning we actually had maybe a lot more employees because we had a lot of part-time high school kids <laughs> and it started getting out of control a little bit. And we had, um, but now we have, you know, full-time employees. And we also, the difference is we probably have 35 or so employees today, which is less, but we've added some automation and we've also become a lot smarter with how we're doing things. Mm -hmm. And we try to brainstorm processes and think through the best way to accomplish tasks and things like that. So that's a huge difference. We also have you know, leaders on our team that can help own some of the projects. So it's not Brian and I with a bunch of part-timers that are trying to help us. So we've grown tremendously in that way. People that work with customers and they work with manufacturers and things like that to get us the supplies that we need. So that really makes a huge difference. Again, not being in our house is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, definitely sounds like you've been able to consolidate something, streamline, and just help to allow things to run a little bit more efficiently. Exactly. Which is the goal. The goal. So you're there. You're there. For anyone that is living under a rock, no offense, and hasn't heard of Rustic Marlin, let's give them a really brief overview of the types of products that you guys sell. I mean, you're a, a retailer. Where, When they go to your website, what can they expect to see? Sure. We make home decor. And I think one of the things that people can expect to see is we offer personalization. So you can put your name on anything. And the difference is we focus on making high quality pieces. So everything is made from rustic pine. It's made from premium textiles. So it's high quality products that they can put their names on. We also offer many other products that have anything from anchors and lobsters, of course, to holiday designs and things like that. But we focus on signs for your front door. We have giftables. Uh, I would say that most people that buy from us are coming for a gift for somebody else, but they usually end up leaving with something for themselves, too. <laughs> I mean, guilty. <laughs> I I wouldn't be able to pass this stuff up. It's just like the perfect little addition to make a room or a space, a home feel more homey. It has that just that personal touch, like you mentioned, whether it is a name, an area code, a zip code. Um, if it's a certain career, you know, an image like a fire truck or something like that, you can really make it your own. And I think that's what makes it so special for a lot of people. Um, when I first heard of Rustic Marlin, it was in 2020. So for me, it was 
I was seeing these little signs hanging outside people's houses, either on their door, some would put it on, you know, a tree branch out front. And it was either a red heart or a, it said hope across it. And at first I didn't know what it was, but I thought those are cute. And then you start seeing it so many times you think, okay, what am I missing? Right? Right. Something's going on here. And so I looked into it and I realized that it was coming from you guys. And it was a collection that you had created in, um, in order to help, you know, to say thank you and share our, our gratitude for all of the, first responders and healthcare workers during the thick of COVID. Um, So I kind of teased that at the beginning of the episode, but I'm curious, was that the first time that you guys had decided to collaborate or participate in more of a charitable organization or had you guys been doing that since the inception of Rustic Marlin as well? I would say since the beginning, we've always focused on giving back within our community. Again, even just having the students there and the different organizations that we could support. It is it is very hard because we are a small business and we are asked from so many wonderful places every day for give back. So I've been really focused since 2020 on trying to create clarity and see where we can make the biggest impact within the world or the community that we live in locally and I think that's what makes a huge difference and signs of hope was on a whole new scale it was able to take something that we've wanted to do and we were all searching for a way to thank these people we're holed up and they're on their way in and you know risking their lives and we it was a way for people to show and give thanks people were searching for a way we were searching for a way and I think that we launched signs of hope in some ways, maybe out of desperation for ourselves, too, knowing that we needed to do something for the business. Everybody knew it wasn't going to be two weeks awful quick. <laughs> so we needed to do something in order to maintain the the business. And we brainstormed. And Brian will say a lot of my ideas may not have been so great. But we couldn't <laughs> make um, the gear. We couldn't make sanitizing. I, I We explored everything. So we did what we could do best. And we just decided to make these hope signs and people that weren't going into stores. So at the time, Rustic Marlin is a manufacturing facility. We just put some hooks outside of our manufacturing facility and created a Venmo and said, it's on the honor system. Come on down. And the two of us made like a little video and I didn't have my team and we posted it and we could not keep them in stock. It was crazy. And so we were doing everything we could, just the two of us. And then we had a couple guys started coming back on different shifts so that we nobody could be near each other and just started making heart signs in order for people. I think they wanted – it was a destination they could go to. They didn't have to talk to anybody. They could pay on the honor system. And it was their way to feel like they were giving back to the essential workers and giving back and raising funds. And Signs of Hope really took off and helped us – develop a stronger relationship within the community and it helped us in so many ways and there was so much bad that came out of that year but I think there were so many positive stories that people have too of change. It was such a much needed element of 
just positivity and togetherness when we're all being isolated and quarantined and stuck at home how do you feel like there's still that connection something like that was such a perfect way to be able to to continue and perpetuate that that closeness with the community and you know you you said it best when we all when this all first happened I just worked from home, right? You know, or some people got furloughed temporarily, but then there were others like our our nurses, our doctors, our police officers that had to continue to keep going into work and and they don't get enough credit for that, you know? We they saved a lot of lives and they put their lives on the line and then they also put themselves at risk and would come home to their husbands, their kids, their wives, whomever, and potentially put them at risk. And it was something that they did because that was their job and they didn't ask any questions, you know? So in every time we would go to urgent care to get tested because we didn't know if maybe we had an exposure, there had to be someone at the urgent care. It was just nonstop. Everything else almost was on pause, but they didn't have that. And it, I think it just, I think it meant more to to them than you know. And it was really nice for everybody because one way or another, it's touched you. I loved that so much. And so you've been on my radar. And like I mentioned, um, for me, with the events in Duxbury. So if you guys are not from the Boston area, I still think this is, this is national news. So I'm sure that you've heard about it. But the, the top line headline is that a couple weeks ago, there was a, a mother in the South Shore here in Massachusetts who is now accused of murdering her three children, which is, of course, extremely upsetting. It's saddening. But the added layer to this story is that she was suffering from severe postpartum psychosis. And there is, this is not something that was within her normal character. She was a registered nurse at Mass General. um, And she, she had been going through something that no matter how much help she had tried to seek, no matter, you know, what support she had, no one could really fully understand. And it's, it's, very scary being personally my age with a a bunch of my friends, family members, colleagues, all getting pregnant and having this realization that this could happen to anyone. And where is the education and where is the awareness surrounding what, you know, postpartum depression or psychosis looks like and why are we not having more resources and and tools to help spread awareness for maternal mental health and I I've been having a lot of conversations about this at home with my friends and my family and um, it's it's like I said touched me personally and so I had a friend of mine show me that you guys were doing a collection and collaboration with the Blue Dot Project. And I would love for you to be able to tell them about who the Blue Dot Project is, how you heard about them, and how you got connected. 
Great. You did a great job summarizing everything. So um, <laughs> thank you. Um, what happened similar to you is when everything took over in the news, it became more than a South Shore story. And then there were a few examples that happened, um, unfortunately, in other parts of the country around the same time. And suddenly I felt like my social media feeds were filled with women for the first time ever sharing these stories that they had never shared even with their closest friends before. And it was just flooded with people talking about things. And I had one nurse friend posted some statistics that really hit home for me. And all of a sudden, I reached out to her and just said, can you teach me more? Can you talk to me? And so she just started talking to me about so many instances that were happening and how little resources and support these women had, especially from different races or different socioeconomic classes. And I couldn't believe the statistics. I was just blown away. And personally, I felt like I needed to do something as a female leader because women on my team and women around me, they see me similar to what I was saying about the Gemini thing that they see me with this tough exterior and they come back to work or they see anybody and they just feel like maybe they're, they might talk about their bodies and you would make physical adaptations at work to, to accompany them, or they might talk about a baby not sleeping, but nobody's going to ever admit that they have the baby blues or, you know, what is that? Or that they're not quite ready to come back. And so where I felt like I could take a difference is we need to make change and we need to be there. This is the most important time in their lives. And these are our friends, our team members, our sisters, they're everywhere and they're going through this every day and we're not recognizing how much they needed us. So I really spent an entire weekend talking and learning and educating myself about this. And in some ways I felt so uneducated realizing this was such a huge problem that we have around us and I decided I needed to do something so I was brainstorming and my original goal was just to create a beautiful sign that I could raise money for and then I found one sign on my I created my own inspiration board for myself and it was it literally said postpartum depression is okay you can talk to me about postpartum depression and that one really hit home with me because I'm like, well, I want to sign like that. But that seems a little potentially odd for people just to have in their offices anywhere. So I started really looking into it. And then suddenly I came across the Blue Dot Project. And I had no idea that the Blue Dot was launched. And, and that means it's okay to talk to me. It was a subtle way of saying that. And really the Blue Dot is something they're trying to do, like the pink ribbon, but yes. none of us know the blue mm -hmm. dot. So I felt like it was a much more beautiful way than my sign that I had anticipated in my head. The next thing I needed to do was get in touch with them and say, if I'm going to pour my energy into this and I have this passion for this, are you guys ready for this? Are you, are you a legit organization? And I wanted to reach out to them and make sure that I was doing everything the right way. Because I needed to hear from the nurses. I needed to know enough about the charity. I wanted to make sure the other, I know how to make the signs and market the signs, but I needed to make sure everything else was real. And that's when we really started to partner up with them and use some of their art. 
they were so excited and they were looking to me to really be the voice to propel them and get them the recognition that they needed. So we needed to create some design. So I went from one sign idea in my head to suddenly we launched a line of products for people that really hit a variety of different um, places that people are looking for. We were able to offer we have some signs that say stronger together, which a lot of people love that saying, and it is so true. We also have a lot of signs that say moms matter. A lot of nurses and moms are really attracted to that. But then even more important, we made a floral design with blue dots in it. So a lot of people just want a beautiful sign and they want to feel like they're giving back. So we've also made that we continued similar to our signs of hope and we have um, created twine signs that we hang on the front. People can hang on the front of their door, but we also created some blocks because I felt like this is a spot that people would want to put on their, in their offices so that people around them could have it. And then we even created keychains because I feel like women have their keys and they're hanging off of their purses or their baby bags and things like that. So we launched a full line and it really took off instantly and people wanted to do more. They wanted to be a part of it. And even businesses were reaching out and saying, I need to help or how can I become involved? The stories and the outpouring of love have just been truly amazing. It's incredible. I'm so impressed with the way that you did not even hesitate. You heard about this. You said, okay, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to ask around. I'm going to get guidance and counsel from other people and see what their feelings, thoughts, opinions are on this. And you really just took matters into your own hand without even blinking. So huge kudos to you for that. On just as a woman, as as someone who has some sort of minuscule little platform, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend of anyone who may have been affected by this, like it just means it means so so much. So thank you for that. I, we do have, I know most of you are going to be listening, but if you are watching any of this on YouTube, Melanie actually has. Some of the signs displayed here in the studio um, of all the different design concepts. She has some of the hanging signs, the wooden signs, the um, keychains as well. The one that Melanie is holding at the moment is the blue dot floral heart sign. That is the one I actually bought it for myself, but I already gifted it to somebody else. So I need <laughs> to buy myself another one. But it, it's funny that you're saying, you know, it's nice to have the variety because I do think Stronger Together, that has just been something. Thing that's so integral, I think, with Boston as a whole for years now since, you know, the marathon. It's just, it's a nice, powerful saying. So that's a great one for anybody. For me, I gravitated towards the blue dot floral heart because, you know, it's, it's one of those topics where I'm not a mother. I haven't been through this. So like you said, sometimes being overtly about it, it, it is that too much? Does that feel like I'm coming on too strong? It's sort of my silent way of just saying, I'm a shoulder. I'm here. If you need me, I'm open to talking about it. I'm aware about it. So it's that nice way to just put it out there gently. And then moms matter. I mean, 
we, I, I can't, I'm not a mother again, so I don't know, but you, you know, you make this decision to have the child, right? And then if you're feeling any sort of way that doesn't feel like you're quote unquote supposed to, I think immediately a lot of mothers have this guilt associated with it. Like I shouldn't be complaining. You know, I'm, I need to put the child first. I'll worry about me later. And, or, you know, why is this happening to me? There's probably a million different things that they're thinking and not really able to or feeling like they should prioritize themselves because they feel like the child has to come first. And so it's really special for them to be able to acknowledge it's okay to care for my child and myself simultaneously. And we don't have to always put ourselves on the back burner um, because I think what we've really learned from this is that the sooner we can seek help, we can get on top of it, the better, right? So I, I love that you have all these different items that can appeal to whomever and, and however their, you know, their comfort zone is. And then um, they can buy everything on your website, correct? Which is just rusticmarlin.com. Correct. Um, you can check out some of the designs on Instagram too, which is also Rustic Marlin. Um, and then the thing that I want to make sure we're very clear about is that they are giving 100% of the proceeds to the Blue Dot Project. So this is something that Melanie and her husband have, it's it's so selfless and something that they really want to do. It just shows your dedication, your passion to this and, and just how kind and gracious you are. All of this is going to Blue Dot so that the proceeds can help to continue to raise awareness for maternal mental health and how long ago did you launch this? Just over a week. Just over a week. And in just over a week, how much have you raised already? Over $8,000. Over $8,000 in just about a week. It's so exciting. It For us, it is definitely beyond our goal for sure. I hope we can continue to make the momentum going. And I think part of it is continuing to talk to people like you and to share the story because so many people are opening up similar to how you opened up and you and I were talking about it because we don't have kids. I think a lot of people feel like, well, they can't talk to us. They would never understand. And we probably truly can't understand to some level, but we're both, you know, very compassionate people that can understand, but there is such an expectation that people and women and can't open up to other people. And I think that's really the part that got to me. And I think the money is unbelievable and it's already been sent off to the Blue Dot Project. But I know for from their side, the fact that we're raising awareness and talking to it actually to them is just as exciting. And the stories are have been incredible. So one thing I wanted to show you for those people that can see is a lot of people handwrite messages on the backs of the signs. So you can definitely do that. And I I suggest just a black Sharpie. Um, A lot of people will buy a few for their friends and somebody wrote a bunch of messages and they left it in their friends' mailboxes. There's, whether it's a mom or a friend who doesn't want, like you said, a flower and something that's just like, I'm thinking about you today. We've had people say that they've done that, that they've called friends and just checked in on them, that maybe they're tied up and we're all in our own lives. We've had uh, another business purchase signs for their nursing rooms. We had another business purchase signs for all of the women on their team. 
We have a display now over at the Mass General Hospital, has a little display over there. Um, we had somebody who owns a business, Max Mia Hair Salon in Hanover, came over and she bought 100 signs and she hands out the Stronger Together to all of her clients that come in. It has been um, an outpouring of stories. We've had people ask how they can just come in and help make signs or how they can be participating and getting the word out there. And I think from my side, people just ask me every day, what can they do? And it's share one of our stories or buy a sign in those two things are huge or reach out to a friend. Brian's also challenging other businesses to step up and say, how can you become involved? Do you want to match our donations? Do you want to buy signs for your employees? Maybe somebody who's listening works in the philanthropic part of their business and they could connect me with somebody to see how we can really continue to show people that we are here and we want to keep this going. And what does that mean? And I think it reminds all of us, it is moms, but it's just all of us. We need to be there for each other and we're just so task focused and what's next and where do we need to be? And I'm anybody's listening knows I'm <laughs> the guiltiest of that, but we um, need to just listen to each other and help each other and help moms. Um, like you said, you have a brand new baby and it's like, you're not allowed to have a bad day and that's yeah. just not, you know, and it's, it's, it's so true. It's, oh my gosh, he or she is beautiful. Is he sleeping through the night? Did she, does she eat, you know, a, a full bottle or drink a full bottle? Like how many ounces? What size diapers? What does, you know, this, that, is it ever, how are you feeling today? Are you planning on seeking any sort of therapy or guidance just to help you work through this? Do you feel like you have enough support or has this been too much on your hands? We don't ask those type of questions because they feel assuming, right? So now I think this whole momentum that we have going, I would rather you be like, no, I'm totally good than not ask and not know. A hundred percent. And that's part of it is just opening the door to each other and letting ourselves realize it's okay to not have a perfect day. It doesn't make you a less of a person. It makes you human. And I think showing each other our vulnerability and being able to listen to the other person's without judgment, which is so hard in today's world. And I really see these stories of people just talking. And I feel and I hope that a lot of these stories are helping other women realize it's okay to reach out because even, you know, stories that happen around us and they have great support systems and there's a lot of people that don't have things like that in their lives. And how do we really make sure that we're there for friends, for family, for coworkers, for for anybody, really? I mean, even if you had the blue dot keychain hanging off your bag, it might re really um, help somebody who's behind you in line checking out somewhere. Right. So it's... I'm, I'm hoping that we can, you know, do our part and together we can make some difference. So moving forward, what's what's next? I know you said you have a lot of other businesses reaching out. You've already had um, some partnerships be, you know, created and established from this. You've been on the local news here on TV. What where else can we expect to see you and how this continue moving forward in the next, you know, couple weeks, months? I, right now, we've been so focused on the launch of it, and now I think that's what I'm trying to figure out is what ne what's mm -hmm. next. Where can I share the story? 
who can I talk to? Where can we partner up? A lot of our retailers have reached out to us and they've been selling our product as well, which is amazing. So I am so thankful for so many of our stores that also really want to be a part of the community as well. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out. So maybe there's somebody who's listening that has an idea and a way to partner up. And I think... There's postpartum awareness day is May 5th, I believe. That's right. So there's a lot um, that I've been t- talking to a couple people about something that we could do um, around that. We are going to have a big Mother's Day event the day before Mother's Day at Rustic Merlin. And I'm going to tie this um, to that event for sure and see where we can do something there for moms. And that's, you know all moms, right? Like my mom made me who I am. And that's probably why I have the heart that I I have. And I think it's so important to recognize and be thankful for that. I I, I never asked my mom, you know, did you have the baby blues with me? And even (laughs) through all this, now that I think about it, so she's probably listening and saying, what about me? Um, But she, of course, she was the first one had to buy a sign. And um, it's, you know, Parents are always so strong for their kids from a young age. and But, you know, like you said, nobody's asking how the parent is doing. But also a great point, too. Sometimes that can it can be completely random or it can be something that runs in families. So not only is it, I think, special and important to ask our mothers, um, you know, just to grow our bond with our moms. But also if you plan on having children yourself um, and your mother or an aunt, someone in the family had struggled with this, um, it, it could be something that's good to know ahead of time. It could help you in advance. So again, you know, Melanie's so kind to say it doesn't need to be a monetary donation. It's just these conversations, little things, whether you're reaching two people or 20 or 2000, right? It's just that one more that that's all we can do. That's all we can hope for right now and just going step by step, little by little. And you guys, I mean, I hope that you take a peek at the website. These signs are not expensive. You're being very generous with the price, $25. It goes a long way. It goes to a great cause. There's there's beautiful designs. I, I hope that each of you can take a peek. Maybe you'll get one. Maybe you'll get a keychain. Get it as a gift. And again, all of the proceeds go directly to the Blue Dot Project. So it is going right to charity, which is very, very honorable and kind of you, Melanie. Um, I also want to ask you just very quickly in terms of like you're going to continue this for um, maternal mental health day and mother's day, but you don't have any plans to take this off the website anytime soon, right? These will probably live on the website for a while. They probably will. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I'm hoping bigger things. So I'm not sure um, what's next for us. I would love to just keep going and keep the momentum going. And it's not like it's a one-time event, but I don't know what the future is, but they definitely will not be down before mother's day. Perfect. And I have to, again, just 
tell you how amazing you are, you guys. When I found out about this through my friend, like I mentioned, I sent a DM to your Instagram page. I think I got an answer in maybe four minutes that said, please email Melanie directly. I emailed Melanie on, I think, Saturday morning thinking she'll check her email on Monday. I I was shocked. You had emailed me right away. You wanted to jump on a call. You are just moving so quickly quickly and you're so eager to help and I just was so impressed with that I just absolutely loved that about you so thank you for being so swift with this and and being willing to come on the show um this is just I think just the beginning just the beginning I hope so I hope so (laughs) I hope I hope we and I really want to keep the momentum going I'm very passionate. There's been so many tears of uh, happiness and excitement. Even just this morning, I found out one of the young team members on our team donated $100 of money out of his, you know, pocket. And I, he works in the wood shop and I found out and I went and talked to him and it's like, he's like, I didn't understand anything. I went home and I talked to my mother and my sister and they told me all these stories. So I went online and did my research and I was so touched and I didn't know what I could do to make it difference so I made a donation out of and I was like but you're making these signs like that is huge like we're all doing this together and he felt like he needed to do more and he the fact that he did all this research is it blew me away it's just those stories are just pouring out and that was you know on our team but still and things are just it's just beginning because, like you said, it's one friend, it's one conversation, and you could be changing a life. You could be making somebody's day, and that is something we discovered with our Signs of Hope. We were raising funds, but we also donated thousands of signs because we realized people – the power of a sign, somebody just felt like you hear me, you see me, you appreciate me, and yes. they just loved – a gift and just an unexpected gift or a thought or a compliment really can change somebody's entire day. And I just think it's so important for us to continue to pay it forward and pay it behind us in every direction. I think we really need to um, make a difference. And I, I am very passionate about making sure that we can all do that. Yeah, well, it's very, very clear. It's very clear that you are. And then for the Blue Dot Project, I know that you're working closely with them. But in terms of what you can say, you know, where does this money go to with the charity and what sort of things um, will we could we expect to see from, you know, partnerships with with you guys and. So I know what they're focusing on, obviously, is continuing to raise awareness and having funds to just making sure they're continuing to do that. And then also they're focusing on resources and really trying to close the gaps within maternal mental health. And I've learned so much and I barely feel like I know much in regards to the medical world, but also in regards to me talking to them and realizing they're like out at state houses and like petitioning bills and a world that I feel so naive. I, I just didn't realize how much people were actually focused on doing this. Uh, so I decided to look into some of the bills that were passed um, in the state of Massachusetts and recently I've reached out to a couple people that were involved in those bills just to learn more and see how potentially we could partner up. And mm-hmm. I'm going to learn more about that. Again, that's uh, not my world. And I I'm blown away that people are spending their days doing these things that 
I, I guess like sometimes I'm like, I'm just making signs and these people are making a, such a huge difference in the world. So I'm definitely excited to be able to learn more and, and see. And so I don't realize and I don't think any of us realize how much goes into that. There is not a lot of research. There's definitely not a lot of medicine. And all of that is needed in order for people to feel stable, the the therapy, the what's working, what's not working. There just hasn't been enough in this area. And one in five women are going through this. And you would think that. Uh, I think just in general, it's also opening up conversations to mental health in general. And I've had a lot of my friends reach out who are from that field and said, you have no idea. This is wonderful what you're doing and making a difference. And starting to opening conversations just in general. Yeah. I mean, you are doing far more than just making signs, but like you said, we all have our strengths, right? And something like this takes a village. So coming full circle from the very beginning of this conversation, whether you are quote unquote, just making signs or not, you're doing your part and you're continuing to have this circle keep spinning. And it it goes a long, long way. But again, we're working on giving ourselves more credit, right? We are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before I let you go, one last thing. I usually end each episode by asking my guest to share a piece of advice. Um, it can be a general piece of advice um, that you you know, would like women, either leaders, entrepreneurs, women just in the community to, to learn and to start to believe, or maybe something that you wish younger Melanie knew a little bit sooner. Oh, goodness. That's a great one. So many things I wish she knew sooner. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, I would say everything really does happen. When you're working really hard, sometimes you really have no idea. And you are you might be looking around you. And I just remember being at Reebok and people would be leaving, you know, two minutes before the end of the workday. Or I would be down in the shipping area helping with a huge project or staying late and helping with a huge project and all of these things. And I just sometimes would look around and say, why am I doing this? Nobody else is doing this. And I would be, you know, frustrated with myself. Most of the time I did it because that's just who I am. And then when all of a sudden I had my own business, I worked there in my young 20s, some of the leaders at the time picked up the phone and called me and said, I see what you're doing. How can I become involved? And I would just say, Everything you're doing has a reason and you might not realize it. But when I was in the shipping area and I just was helping with some big projects, I learned a lot that now I have a shipping department and some of that I've been able to have. I've called many of these leaders and asked them for help. And you never know, like someday your intern is going to be your the president of the next company you go work for. So I would say really just understand. Don't worry what everybody else is doing. Worry about what you're doing. If you're doing something that fuels you, you're doing something that feels right for you, then stick with your gut. It's okay that somebody left a few minutes early. It's okay if you're the one that's leaving a few minutes early. You have to do what's right for you and what makes you feel ignited and happy because in the end, it will be for something. Maybe that's the night you went to, a, you left a little early, you went to a Red Sox game and you had a memory that will last a lifetime or you met the love of your life. Or maybe you're just working hard and you're building skills that 
you never, I never ever imagined that I would be owning a manufacturing company ever. So you just have to have faith that things do work out and try not to get hung up on the little stuff, which I still wish I could focus <laughs> on. <laughs> that was beautifully said. Thank you. I think that's really excellent advice. I cannot thank you enough for being here. And again, for, for doing this, getting this together so quickly, I... I know that you are touching so many lives and making such a wider impact than you realize. And I am cheering you on. If there's anything I can do, let me know. I can't wait to stay in touch and see where this goes. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I know that this topic can be a little heavy, but it's important and it starts with these conversations and that's how we're gonna see change and hopefully make a difference. So please take a look at Rustic Marlin's website and their Instagram. Do your own research on the Blue Dot Project as well. Please buy a sign, gift a sign, start asking your your girlfriends and your mothers and sisters and daughters questions. And let's just remember that we're all in this together. I love you guys and I will see you next week. Bye.